Welcome to the Better Brave Podcast, where you get to hear unique stories from guests like you who choose to live bravely outside of their comfort zones. I'm Candace Dudley, your host, former teacher turned online business mentor and podcaster. This podcast is for you if you're committed to living life on purpose, no more following the rules of society. Go hit the follow button if you haven't yet and tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I have Kayla Allen back on again. And so I want to just thank her and introduce her. She is a health and business coach for women. And she is a mom of two based in Rochester, Minnesota. And I'm just excited to have her back on because last time, if you didn't listen to her episode, we heard about her story, how she left her nine to five and really took a leap into her own business. And today we're going to kind of chat back and forth about perfectionism and what it means to us, how we work through it, because I think that we all might have a little bit of that, if not a lot of that in us. Welcome back to the show, Kayla. Yeah, thanks for having me again. It's so great to be here and to really talk about a topic that I agree with you. A lot of people have some form of it degree uh, that they can probably relate to this topic today. For sure. So Kayla and I met on the wonderful world of social media, I think. I don't even know how we came to be, but at one point or another, we started following each other and Kayla sent me a message and I've sent these kind of messages before too. And I used to think they were so strange. And I think we've talked about this before where we're like, you know, we're mid thirties or however old we are, adult women and moms. And it's just this world of like hard to make new friends. And so we sent a message And it was like, hey, do you want to hop on a Zoom just feeling like called to talk with you? And there was no strings attached and no agenda. And we just got on and chatted like we were old friends. And so uh, I just think that's really cool. And I think that because of different things in our world, I don't know, maybe MLMs or those hey girl messages, like we all instantly get this block up when those types of things happen. But I just feel like sharing that and being like, stay open to that because people just fall into your life for a reason and there's a reason. So thank you for that. And for that message, I think this, that's just the right story. Do you remember anything else? Yeah, I do remember that. I remember, um, I don't know, somehow I must've had mutual friends, right? I think I so. Saw yeah. you on Facebook yeah. and there was just something about you. And I was like, I gotta get to know that girl, right? <laughs> Again, no strings attached. Yeah. And it was really interesting because I sent the message and then we talked back and forth and right. I was like, I'm done with this back and forth messaging. Like I want to just get on a Zoom yeah. and talk and have coffee. And so I think that's what we did. And we did. Yeah. We had no set time and yeah. we just talked like we were old old girlfriends from high school. Like, I know. It was crazy how our lives like mended and how we had just so many similarities and that we could continue to support each other in our purposes yeah. of what we wanted to do and continue yeah. to, to be friends. Right. So it, it's really cool. That it was we super cool. Were yeah. open to that. So let's start talking about this perfectionism idea. Cause I think we both, we both admittedly have some of this in us, but we have push through it enough times where we feel like we're ready to talk about it today and maybe offer some insight to how you can too. So let's just start with like when we're, when someone's waiting for the perfect timing to start something or even for something to be perfect, maybe you're creating something, you're ready to launch something, but you're waiting for it to be perfect. I just think for me, I think there's something else that we're waiting for. We're not necessarily, it's not actually that perfection. We're using that as our crutch, but I'm curious to know, like when you think about that, what pops into your head that 
that someone is actually saying that they're waiting for the perfect time. They're waiting for the the project to be more perfect. And yet there's the other piece really, that's, that's really what's holding them back. So I love how both of you, you and I have like worked through this, right? Mm -hmm. So what I think when somebody's at a pause, or I think back to before I started working on this, it really probably came to a story of something that had happened before, Mm -hmm. or a area of comparison, you know, being uh, comparing it to a past thing or observing something else. And so it's just like, not quite right. And so it's amazing the stories that we tell ourselves, like what kind of, I don't know, what kind of mess it puts us in. Right. And so I, it's really, I think it comes down to self, self affirmation, self worth, mm. self compassion. Yeah. For the things that we do. And I think that's where sometimes for people, myself included, we can get stuck. Yeah. And I like the way that you use the word pause because it's, it really is that perfectionism is like, you're working on something, you're about ready to jump into something. Let's say you're making a pro you're, you're ready to launch this new project. And there's that time where you pause and you're like, like I, for me, I think it's like doubt and fear of, Ooh, what are people going to think of this? You know, those little ideas creep back in, like you said, comparison and those, that pause is us as women wondering if we're good enough, wondering if, this is actually what we're creating is good enough. And so I think it's really natural, but I also don't want anyone listening to when they have that pause to turn it into a full on stop. I want it to be a pause and I want you to keep going type of a thing. So do you think as women, we have this more than men? Ooh, that's an interesting question. Yeah. One, because, you know, I've been married 14 years. Oh, it'll be 14 in June. Okay. But I guess I haven't even had that discovery or conversation with my spouse about that. Right. But Mm -hmm. I also see other people in my family that are male and I've seen some tendencies of that, but I don't know if I've openly talked about it. I guess I feel like I've seen, and I've been married, I'll be 10, 10 years this coming next month. Yeah. Wow. 10 years, double digits. And I do see a little bit of that in him because to start a project, he really needs to research and like know the ins and outs specifically. But I think, I feel like overall, you know, it's that glass ceiling for women and how there's all those different things throughout history of, you know, we couldn't vote as early as men. We couldn't have jobs as early as men. And we didn't sometimes, and still today, we don't get paid as much as men. So I feel like there's this different setup for women, I guess, is what I feel overall. I don't know on an individual basis if it's always true, but it just seems like we might question ourselves more or have a higher standard for ourselves maybe, which might make that pause happen more often for us. Whereas our male counterparts sometimes might not have any reservations. Do you think when we have those pauses and, and whatnot, as far as like moving through it, do you think that it's important to have enough self-awareness where like you acknowledge and recognize that you had this pause or these feelings about this or this doubt or this comparison? Is it important to acknowledge that? Is that how we then get through it? How important do you think that acknowledgement is? Over time, like if we've thought about ourselves over time, like the last 10 yeah. years of our lives, right? I'm in my 30s or even if we think back to our even when we grew up, right? Like, I think there's a theme of this that happens. Mm. And so I, yes, there's that pause, but I think that self-discovery is so important. 
Because if we're self-discovering and understand when is this showing up for me, how does it show up for me? Because how it shows up for me and how's it, how it shows up for you are probably completely different. Yeah. There's probably some similarities, but I think if we can self-discover, like if we want to start working on this, that's the first place to start. Like, where is it showing up? And then I believe when you get to that pause, you're going to start working on it. Like it takes a lot of time to work on it, but hmm. then there's probably going to be additional thoughts from the pause. Right. Because now you've identified it for yourself. Like you've accepted this. This is the greatness. Like this is what's great about me. Right. Mm -hmm. It's great Mm -hmm. about me that I want to show up in this way to serve other people and do the things that I'm passionate about. But I might be a little particular about how that's going to look based Mm -hmm. on likely past experience or something else you've seen. So that's what I think is like it's really comes down to self-discovery identifying it and then the pause will look different. I like the word reflection too, like self-discovery reflection. It's just a part of life. I think we have to do it. And I think it can be so just like a go, go, go. That's how the world is set up, especially when we're parents and we have jobs and all the things. It's that time for reflecting and thinking about our thinking is just not built into the day unless you really get serious about sure that happens. And so I just think if you are noticing these pauses, you're noticing this really strong desire to make things perfect. I would invite you, if you're listening to find that reflection time, pause, journal, if you need to sit in a quiet space, ask yourself some basic questions like, why do I feel this needs to be a certain way? Why am I, you know, what am I most worried about? What is actually the doubt that's creeping in? Uh, A lot of times I've noticed when I work with my clients is that or even myself was we think that, so for example, uh, I coach women and you do too in a different, in a different way, but we coach women. And sometimes I think, you know, I'm not the first one ever to do that. So what makes me think that I am qualified to do this? So that's for me, some of that perfectionism turns into that, those types of self-talk and questioning. But I want to remind us that there's a reason why our clients or our people come to us. And, you know, the people that have walked before me, they did it a certain way. And I'm going to, each of us are going to have an individual take on it. And that's kind of the beauty of us all being different. And so if you're creating something that you're worried that somebody else has already created, and so why would they need yours? I just think that it's it'd be a time for you to sit down and, and reflect and maybe even make a list of all the amazing pieces that you're bringing to the table that are different about you because somebody's waiting for your gifts specifically i think somebody's waiting for your story or our story and not others that's why they haven't connected with other people yet they're waiting for something else so i would suggest pause use the pause actually don't just get nervous and and like uh, anxious when that pause comes and when you notice it, but use it and sit with it and question it and just get curious and non-judgmental about it. So once we have noticed this and we have had this reflection, what do you think is now the next step? Like, how do you move forward? Well, in all honesty, this is like what I think, and it's really helped me is the methodology. It's not complex. You guys, it's literally yeah. three, two, yes. one, go. Yes. Three, two, one, go. And for most of us, it's like clicking a button. Mm-hmm. But it could be, you know, clicking a button to post something on social media. It could be yeah. 
clicking a button to have a, a hard conversation with somebody that you've been resisting. It could be clicking yeah. the button to send an email. Like there's so many forms of this. I believe without just going into it in a rapid pace of three, two, one, go, how are we going to learn from that? Like mm-hmm. I've learned so much because of just putting myself out there yeah. over time, right? Like that has been growth. But once you get that concept of three, two, one, go, you know, it may be fearful. It's obviously going to be uncomfortable, but we can right. gain so much from that experience. And then just being curious about that experience. Yeah. How did it feel afterwards? Like, was anybody harmed? Yeah, right. <laughs> did anybody judge me for the punctuation that was off? Like, right. I'm not sure. It could be so many things. I love that too. That like straight out of Mel Robbins handbook, because I think if you read the five second rule, that's what her basis is too. And I agree. I agree totally. You have to just jump. It sounds worse than it is really, because anytime I have jumped and it, and it can be small. Like I remember when I made my first social media posts, like seven, five to seven years ago, I can't remember the amount of time, a long time ago. And I like threw the phone across the room, like had to go do something and leave. Like I thought I was going to throw up. That's how much it was a leap at that time. Now I post on social media and share things all the time. Like it's no big deal, but I wouldn't, like you mentioned the self-reflection, I wouldn't be the person today that's comfortable with that. Had I not taken the jump prior and felt those uncomfortable feelings. And then afterwards thought, like you just said, okay, did anybody die? Nope. The world kept spinning when I made that post. And it, and in fact, based on some comments it impacted some people and was very relatable and and maybe made a positive difference. So you kind of learn over time when you do these little, little or big jumps, because they're all, you know, add up. I think they compound into one of my favorite books that I started reading way back when my, my first personal development books was the compound effect. And so like that idea of it compounding over time, you just, I just think of how my comfort zone was so small, but it's so much bigger than it was because I tested it and and got a pinky toe out of that comfort zone almost every day. And I kind of committed to that for a few years. So like you said, it sounds simple and it is really simple and just do it. Even last night, I think what I was kind of presented with this assignment, I'm working on the wording for what I do as as a coach right now. I use the word accountability, but I'm just learning how much actually happens in a coaching session and it like accountability doesn't come close to describing it. And so I'm not coming up with the words myself. So somebody had given me the assignment to um, reach out to my past clients and have them just write me. If you had to describe what we do in our sessions to a girlfriend or whatever, what would you say? And even that made me pause. It made me pause like, Oh, I'm going to look a certain way to my clients. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. Can I really you know, my pride was kind of getting in the way. Can I actually send these messages? Like they're going to think X, Y, and Z of me. And I've already been their coach. Like <laughs> that's so, and I'm like trying to rethink my wording. And then I thought, you know, I, I sent them, I sent three, I've already had a response. And, and uh, then you just see, and you're like, oh, wow. Like they were so insightful. They were so willing to help because they enjoyed the sessions we had. And, and the, these thoughts I had, the pause that I had was myself. And it was the stories I think you mentioned beforehand, the stories that I tell that we tell ourselves. And I had built that up. And that's why I don't want your pause to be too long because we can really elaborate on those stories and make them big. 
give a lot of time in between. I just think it makes it less likely that we will take the jump because we're going to build it up. And I agree with you with time, right? Like when we're working on something, yeah, there's like goal setting and amount of time for things, but sometimes we need to compress the time so we can get through it, especially if it's anxiety provoking. Um, I know for me, a lot of this, like palm sweaty, anxious, sometimes laying in bed at night thinking about like, how is that going to happen? What is it going to look like? Right. So Mm. the quicker we can get to that three, two, one go, I think the easier we can get through the process of that. Yeah. I don't remember where I heard it, but it was the done is better than perfect because if we are never, if we're waiting for perfect and we never, you know, launch whatever we're doing, no one else gets to see it. We don't get to help anyone. We don't get to spread a better message. We don't get to that part. So sometimes you just have to do it because otherwise I've also learned when I hold back on things, if I don't, I, then I never quite figure out what is off to me. So like sometimes if you just launch it, post it, whatever it is, you learn so much faster. I think my next question, let's just jump to that is why is failing or, you know, that misstep type of a feeling actually a good thing. And for me, it's because I learned so much so fast. My, my learning process is sped up in those moments for me so fast. So what, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree with that. Like when first, when there's not a gauge of perfection, right? Mm. Like three, two, one, go, whatever happens is meant to be like, yeah. that's my motto. Whatever is supposed to be will be. And something good will come out of this. Right. But if, if we define it as failure for ourselves, then we can look at the curiosity of what we learned mm. about ourselves, because if yeah. we don't push ourselves to that space of being uncomfortable, how are we going to self-discover, be learn about what our full potential is mm-hmm. because we're continuing to withhold and withhold and withhold. And like I shared on the last podcast about just my journey and my profession, I could have withheld many mm-hmm. times, whether it was yeah. a change in my nursing career or what I'm doing now, or even what I continue to do. Like I'm in this like space of creation and I could hold back and be like, Oh, what is what is this person going to think? And what is that person going to think? But really what matters is that it matters to me. I'm doing it for myself. I'm doing it for my, my passion for other people. And that's when it, that's what really matters. Right. And so, but I don't think I would have gotten to this place without learning through potential failure. And Mm. really, is it really failure? Right. If we talk about perspective here for a little Mm -hmm. bit, right? Like it's the perspective of ourselves of failure. But what I would quantify to failure for myself, is that really what another lens would see into the situation of failure? Probably not. Probably not. I agree. We're really hard on ourselves actually. And I used to tell my students this in elementary school when I was teaching that it's only failure if we don't learn something from it. I had a banner on the wall. I've said this before and it said fail and it said first attempt in learning. So you bomb your math test. Well, you weren't ready for those skills. That was your first attempt in learning those skills. And maybe you you specifically needed more time or you needed to practice in a different way. And so as long as we can use that self-reflection that, that we can learn something from those events, I think that's just huge. And when you start doing things like the three, two, one, go, let's see what happens. You're going to speed up your process so fast. It also turns into, I think, a roadmap for you because I've done things where I'm like, all right, I don't know. We're just going to do this, see what happens. And then I can learn from that, that, okay, that actually did not feel good. I don't like this piece of it or whatever. And so that kind of 
or I know that, oh, that actually felt really good, but this piece wasn't right. So you learn this roadmap of where you want to go and where your heart is aligned a lot faster because you you've made these jumps and they're not always going to be the perfect fit. Most of the times they're not, but there's parts that will feel good. Lean into what, you know, think about what are those parts, because then you can use that as your map of, okay, how can we create more of that? How can we tweak the parts that we didn't like? How do you keep pushing forward in those moments? Because sometimes if it goes bad enough, we can be like, see, I didn't, I was the wrong time. You can kind of get in that spiral. So how do you that question makes sense? Like, how do you push forward in those yeah, uncomfortable I mean, times? I think over time by putting my, by putting myself in a space of doing something that I never thought I was going to do, I learn more about myself. And sometimes what I think is like the biggest flaw in self-discovery is maybe one of the unique strengths that I haven't even identified mm-hmm. of myself. Yeah. Right. I even think about when you invited me to a podcast and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. You're crazy. Like I, I'm not sure, but I'll give it a try. And I was nervous, right? But what mm-hmm. I what I've learned through this is that I have the opportunity to share my heart, right? And it's my story is gonna maybe impact one person. But you would have asked me a couple of years ago to get on a podcast and not be in control of the the viewer or the listener, like I would have said, heck no, right? right. So I think it's just <laughs> like finding out like what we think is a flaw, maybe like the greatest thing about ourselves. I I agree. That's huge. Let me end with asking you this. What do you hope that the listeners they've listened this far? What do you hope that they, if they take nothing else away, what do they, what do you want them to take away from this episode? You know, what comes to my heart is that each listener, I want you to know that you're enough And you were created for divine purpose and know that there's no one else like you. So love yourself for who you are and continue to affirm both what you maybe perceive as good about yourself and maybe what's not so great. Right. And like lean into that and be curious and really work through that self-discovery. And last but not least, like try three, two, one, go and just see what happens. I love that. That's a great way to end. And just with that reminder of that perfectionism piece, sometimes it's tied to our worth. And so just that message of you're enough and you have special gifts that no one else has. So three, two, one it. I love that. I love that. So where can the listeners find you if they want to know more about what you do? If you guys want to know more about what I do, uh, you can follow me on Facebook. I'm public there at Kayla Allen um, in Rochester, Minnesota, or you can go to my website at www.coachkaylaallen.com. Perfect. Okay. I'll tag that in the show notes and to our listeners have a better brave day. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.